You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cool Games, we are talking the Liverpool owner winning an NBA championship. <laughs> and we talk about Ben Olsen and what the future of DC United will look like after he has been let go. That's right. Plus, we talked to Frankie Amaya of SC Cincinnati. We talked to him after we talked to him at the draft. We talked to him about his favorite food, what he misses from Southern California, and, of course, why his little brother was not that impressed with him playing professional <laughs> soccer. That and more today on the Cooligans! What's going on, guys? Ellie from Copa 90. You might not know who I am, but I've got nothing better to do, so watch the Soccer Cooligans talking all things football, politics, music, culture. Swipe up. Click the link. Do That'll something. do. That'll Perfect. do. Yeah, baby! All right. Let's go. Look, I'm bringing back the Viking clap. Yeah. What is it? 2018? Let's go. Oh, God. Remember? Remember 2018? <laughs> when you could Viking clap with your friends and not be afraid of dying. Exactly. You could uh, you could high five without immediately sanitizing your hands, yeah. you know? Be like, uh, what's wrong with me? What am I, a daredevil? I'm just going to touch someone know, else's hands? You know, I've been playing uh, FIFA 21, and I and I see the digital fans in the stands, and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was them. You know yeah. what I mean? Look at them doing the same move over and over again. <laughs> Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. Right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever witnessed. Yeah, yeah. And we also happen to be the gulliest. Okay. So right. uh, a lot a lot to discuss today. We, uh, we Maybe let's let's congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron James, uh, part owner of Liverpool Football Club. That's the only reason we're mentioning it, right? Uh, because- Very important. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool wins, and then their owner wins. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's a uh, bit much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would hope uh, Arsenal, would, you know, the same things would happen for Stan Kroenke, but that is very much not the case. Uh, please. <laughs> Arsenal wins something. Yeah, we also are excited very much about uh, today's show because we, we are going to be joined by Frankie Amaya, midfielder for uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, great kid. We uh, talked to him when he got drafted, and now he's on our show. It's beautiful. Look at, look at that. Beautiful, he's growing up so circle. fast. So fast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers did win uh, the, the NBA Finals in that's the right. bubble. Uh, yes, They LeBron beat James. Los Miami Caliente. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like uh, Gloria Stefan's backup band. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they'd be calor, right? Like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the trumpet. <laughs> Cristian Polanco. That was my, uh, my 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 calling. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know. You what did I'm miss doing your chance. <laughs> you did miss your chance to be the the brooding, sexy guy behind the lead singer. You know, I could have find the tightest of tightest clothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want these leggings to look like jeans and have pockets. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm living the androgyny of the seventies. Okay, Yo. I'm bringing it back. He's the first musician to have a, an endorsement deal with Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor, okay? And you know what? You can wear them just out to Wegmans. It's not even They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you don't need them just for working out. That's your fault for thinking oh, that. Yeah, working out slash Pilates, whatever. whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, no, so, uh, yes, congratulations to Los Angeles Lakers and all, uh, all our 
LA uh, uh, fans in, in general. Obviously, uh, I mean, Caruso is really the hero of, uh, of, of the Los Angeles Lakers. No, no, no one else. So if you're keeping uh, track, Caruso got a ring. Patrick Ewing did not. <laughs> Everything's great for the Knicks. Folks. Yes, as, as it should be. No, no. Um, uh, but actually, so let's uh, actually start with some uh, big news in soccer coming out of uh, D.C. Yeah. Uh, and Ben Olsen, head coach of D.C. United, uh, relieved of his duties. After- Re- relieved of his one duty because he's <laughs> been given another. It's weird to be like, you're fired, but also... Check out what you're going to be doing for the organization. <laughs> no, so it's because you can't even talk. You can't even talk shit at your exit interview because they're <laughs> yeah. still your bosses. Exactly. He so they um you know they DC United lost to NYCFC uh in in pretty dominant fashion uh you know very different from the the the, the last game against DC United where they took like 18 shots and and didn't get any goals right um but the interesting thing with Ben Olsen uh look he's been with the club for a long time uh as a player there's been ups uh, and downs there's been up and downs but you know but when it was good it was good oh when things were good remember the rooney remember those six weeks (laughs) (laughs) when rooney was there the kid was living you know all right he was having a good time but you know he was googling like boats should i get a boat (laughs) he's talking to his lady should i i think i should get a boat just for the lake a little crisscross should i get it is it chris a Chris Craft, uh, not a Chris Cross. <laughs> Chris Craft. Look, folks, if you okay. thought I knew about boats, I mean, you don't if, listen if, to this show if, or watch if this ben show. Ben Olsen starts wearing his jeans backwards, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm be quite excited. He's at the press conference like, I told you I'm not answering your question unless you refer to me as Mac Daddy or Daddy Mac. It's one of the two. Okay, when did Ben Olsen get box braids? This is interesting. <laughs> Benny! <laughs> we ain't even afraid. I mean, we ain't even offended. We're, we're kind of happy. Okay, this is an interesting uh, look, but go for it. Uh, no, so the, the, the cool thing, uh, uh, as far as any positive news, we, you know, as far as who is going to be the next coach of DC United. So we're hearing a couple names. Um, uh, so is it is it David uh, Val? Wagner, David right? David Wag- Wagner because he's American. Oh um, Wagner, okay. Yeah, he's been coaching uh, in Europe for a minute, and people don't really. Schalke. This is a Schalke guy. Yeah, he's a Schalke, but he was in uh, the Premier League or in uh, uh, Brighton, the Championship. Uh, yeah, in Brighton, yeah, yeah, in Brighton before that. Um, but uh, one of the names that's popped up as a consideration is Jill Ellis. Yes, who you uh, may remember winning the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, with 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 ease. So it's interesting. I mean, a little different of a team, though, right? D- You've different got the of a most team. Dominant women's team of all so, time. So this is at DC United. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, so this is awesome. I love uh, hearing this, obviously, because uh, Jill Ellis is a, a, a very qualified uh, coach. And but the interesting thing here is that she has not been absent of criticism right uh, even even players on her team have said that we could have won this we could have we could win the world cup without Jill Ellis you know what i mean so she didn't make everyone happy uh so th- her, this her issue was they think that she basically just had the players to muscle the other teams yeah like she doesn't have the tactical know-how or the you know ingenuity to fix those things during the game that those are the some of the things that were thrown at her yeah, as yeah. as criticisms is she the right person to be the first women first woman to coach in MLS which there should be right i mean it doesn't matter uh who you are or what you got if you could coach you could coach yeah. is she the right person i don't know i don't know enough about her 
I mean, if if a player says you ain't good enough, that starts to give me at least a bit yeah, of a that, pause. Yeah, that, that's really like journalists, reporters saying oh, whatever. Like, who I cares? Can, that's I, your I job. Don't really pay attention. But when other players are like, you know, not really showing her that much respect, and or or where you hear you hear the the the, the positive things from other coaches, you know, like uh, what poor players. I think there's a little bit of bias there because the players want to they want to feel. Um, you you know valued and respected and that's going to affect how they see their their coach maybe Jill Ellis was like a hard-nosed coach that didn't really take any crap and then maybe right. players didn't like her but she got she got the results so she got what she needed yeah exactly so I, I'm I'm and hoping- let's also preface this by saying Hope Solo is one of the people who came out and said yeah, that yeah. she didn't like so yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, Hope Solo will tell you, you know, Santa Claus is a, is a chump. You know what I mean? Okay. She'll put the Easter rabbit in his, in his, in his place. Okay? Yeah. The Easter bunny. So the- she got no problem going after anybody. <laughs> so I respect it. Um, so look, I love, uh, I hope she's, uh, interviewed. I hope she has a, uh, you know, she's, a, a, a has a, a, a serious opportunity and consideration. Um, because I think when it comes to, you know, who, who is going to be the, the first woman to coach in MLS is someone with a, a, a real track record with trophies. And there are many other people, uh, in the world that, that have that, you know, like, like Jill Ellis, I have the resume that Jill Ellis has. Yeah. So I, she I should hope- at least get a shot. Exactly. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk real quick about uh, about NYCFC and Alexandra Matrita. And obviously, if uh, if you pay attention to Major League Soccer, you pay attention to NYCFC. Uh, you know, Alexandra Matrita has been uh, <clears throat> sent out on loan uh, to Al Ali in uh, in Saudi Arabia, and uh, it came very much as a shock uh, to a lot of uh, MLS fans, NYCFC fans. Well, yeah, uh, wasn't it like sure? first? It was like first announced via video from some like fan blog in in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and people so, were like, "Is this real?" And there was like no one confirming it or not. Yeah. I'm like, "Is this guy just a good editor?" You know yeah, yeah. I mean? it, it, it was like well produced. It came yeah. from like a, a verified account, and it's just like, "Hey, we none of us have heard any of this." It's just like it's like hearing you're you're gonna get uh, divorced from like Woj. it's like you like, pull up Instagram and some life blogger <laughs> has pictures of you. Of your girl at her wedding with some other dude. You're like, wait a minute. Wait, I, I thought you were going on a girl's trip. <laughs> you could have said something. You know what I mean? This uh, is a beautiful video, but I got to be honest with you. Someone so we, should have told me. Yeah. So we learned, obviously, that uh, the NYCFC put out a statement and said, uh, you know, he, uh, he, because of uh, the, the lockdown and quarantining, uh, international duty, he would have basically missed every single game of the rest of the year. Because he would have uh, had a quarantine when he got back so yeah because when he got and back, mls and- has a match every other day right NYCFCs. <laughs> you know you gotta so, keep moving and and he also has a a pregnant wife uh, expecting his first uh child uh and and he wanted to be closer to his family it, it was Which kind you of can like understand the best kind of scenario for for all uh parties so uh yeah we definitely like uh, wish him uh the best i think nycfc fans were a bit uh stunned 
you know, just because of like w- sort of where the guy scored it's... five goals in three games. <laughs> like a yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like <laughs> you know, just like uh, stay a little longer, or bring your yeah. family here, or do anything else besides. You're like why. Send, send one of the backup goalkeepers. <laughs> he'll watch it. He'll he'll be there for your wife. Got good hands, right? When the baby gets born, you'll catch that baby. Catch the baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's it, it's going to be an interesting thing uh, of what NYCFC is going to look like for the rest of the season. Obviously, they just lost their match against uh, the New England Revolution, Revolution uh, two to one uh, in in a in a way where you could really you you, you saw that game and you were like, you know what, Matriza could have been good right you know about what, there. You know what we need right now. <laughs> so, uh, so this is it's interesting because now the club has to figure out they have an international roster spot open, a DP spot open. Who is coming up next as far as signing a designated player for NYCFC? Uh, could it be Ozil? Ooh. Uh, could it be Ozil? Oh, that'd be it could be Ozil. No, I don't think. Don't need Maxi and Ozil. Maxi and Mesut? Yo, that's know. a fire midfield. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, guys, because we got uh, Frankie and Maya when we get back right after this. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and us, technically the, you. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooligans uh, have now gotten into the mask game. Okay, right, we are big mask. That's the business we're in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you want to get, obviously, everybody, you need a mask. Wear a damn mask uh, if you want to get over this dumb pandemic that is ruining all our lives uh right. but so we, we we decided you know what let's make one and i think it'd be kind of cool uh if it has the cooligans logo on it it also says stay safe and stay gully right on it you'll be the freshest gulliest mask wearer in uh in the world uh, everybody so make sure- at, everybody at that wegmans or wherever you go in <laughs> as they're dragging some maskless karen out and you walk past them wearing this will be like whoa <laughs> yeah you're just like you with your with your cool against mask you're just gonna be like couldn't be me okay? nah fam i'm staying gully and safe and here's the best part 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity. We are, we are, uh, I guess, doing a collaboration with South Bronx United. Uh, they help the community in the South Bronx. They have a soccer academy. They do educational classes. They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at, and they were like, who are these two? They're not journalists. We know more than them. And I'm like, yep. oh, the dar- these kids say the darndest things. Uh, and also, they help out the community where they hand out masks. Uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, a community that could use all of those things. And we absolutely love all those things. We grew up in similar communities, so we wanted to give back. So 100% of the proceeds of this mask goes to that. And in fact, Upper 90, who is teamed up with us and is making the mask, actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity. So exactly. this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this. Even if you didn't need an extra mask, it's worth having one, especially one that's as gully as this. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't need one, give it to you. Give it to your child. Okay. Right. They, they could use a nice gully mask while they're Put one on your learning. puppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so pick one up. You can, you can get them at soccercooligans.com they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they they they, you can wear them for a long time they're really comfortable uh highly recommend it even if you again even if you don't need one all the proceeds do go to charity uh so you'll you'll be supporting a very good cause in south bronx united uh so again go you can see the the description the link will be in the the description of this podcast episode uh or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well so pick up a mask today all right, baby, we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and we've got a yet another star 
for you fans. Of course, <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing but stars come through. I know this you're thinking, program. but why do we need more? I'm here, but trust me, <laughs> this dude is great, and he's amazing at soccer. He's not just yelling about it for a living. Uh, we actually got a chance to talk to this dude right as he got drafted, the number one draft pick. Uh, and I tried to put him on the spot right away. I was like, hey, yo, like there's all these mics and cameras in his face. Dude just got out of college. All of a sudden he's like in the spotlight. And I was like, uh, tacos or pasta with chili? Cause he got picked by FC Cincinnati. <laughs> a lot and of pressure. Some... He, di- he didn't see that question coming. Nah. And yo, everyone was like, <gasps> they did one of those things. And I was like, oh shit. Did I ask a bad question? <laughs> and he looked at me. He looked at the FC Cincinnati people. He looked at me and he goes, Subway and everyone was like, "Yeah!" I was like, "Damn, this kid's gonna be a politician when he grows up." Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're so happy to finally have him on our show. Look at that—from talking to him at the draft to him being on our TV show—absolutely amazing. You've seen him score golazos for FC Cincinnati. Now talk to him on our show. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Frankie Amaya. <laughs> Frankie, what's up, man? What up? Nothing much. Just, just chilling, you know. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, yeah, for for doing our show. I, I let let's start there. Uh, obviously, the number one pick in the MLS uh, Super Draft in 2019. Uh, clearly, a, a lot of uh, expectations are going to be uh, put on you. A lot, a lot of pressure. Uh, how has this? Uh, how how was you know from last year to this year? Uh, it's just. It's pretty surreal what's going on. What is it? What was the MLS's back tournament like for you? And and w- with everything going on, how how are you generally feeling about th- this sort of strange, you know, it, it, like beginning of your soccer professional soccer career? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been a strange year. You know, it's I feel like it's four years already. I've been in the league already, but it's only <laughs> been two. But, I mean, last year was a good year. Uh, the team didn't have the best year, but for me, I thought it was a good year. I, I started playing more, get more comfortable, you know, with the team and, and with the league. Uh, but this year, I mean, the MLS back tournament, I, I mean, I scored a goal. And for me, I think that was like, a, like it opened my eyes, you know, to, to see my potential come alive and, and actually do something for the team, you know. Just playing is, is, is not good enough for me. I want to try to give goals and assists and, and I really opened my eyes in that tournament, and I took on a bigger role, and and I kind of established myself more in the league. Yeah, but, I mean, I was gonna say, I mean, it wasn't just like any old goal or whatever. Like, <laughs> it was, dude, it was like one of the better best goals of the damn tournament. My, my phone got hot when I was trying to watch it. How did my it, phone I, got hot? <laughs> my, my battery, battery must have died. Yeah. The, what was the seeing that go in, taking that shot? Like the, I mean, for, for that to be your first uh, goal, and and it be, I mean, it was just pretty surreal, right? Yeah, I mean, it was like my first goal, but I mean, just all the pressure that was like let go, you know, I've been trying to put the ball in the back of the net for, for a couple of games now. And it's just uh, that went in and it like just took off all the pressure and, and it eased me just being frustrated with not having any goals, you know. So that was a, for me, it was a surreal goal and, and opened my eyes to, to better things. And it gave me the confidence that, that I could put goals in the back of the net now. 
It was, it's funny because like, especially from, if you watched, you know, you at UCLA or if you watch the soccer highlights of you uh, coming up, you're like, oh, this kid's great with the ball at his feet. This kid passes nice. You know what I mean? He's, he's very creative in the midfield, but you did that. And we were all like, oh, Frankie gets buckets. We didn't know Frankie got buckets. <laughs> it was, did you, do you see like a sense of change of how people, the expectations for you after that? Because you set the bar really high. We're like, I wonder what number two is yeah. going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just I I scored a goal like that similar in college too against UC Santa Barbara. So I mean, it was my left foot too. I mean, I don't think my right foot works. I don't have any goals with it, but <laughs> my left my left foot's been the goal maker, and that's not even my good foot, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I can score now, you know, and it gives me much higher uh, expectations and confidence moving forward, you know, the ability yeah. that I can have. And the 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 big you know we we spoken to a couple like younger players uh, some rookies the what what is that I'm curious what the what do you feel is the that biggest difference between college and, and professional ball I mean I feel like everybody has a different sense of like you know you know where you get drafted really depends uh, on you know really determines how you may feel about th that upcoming season but you being first and then and then dealing with it, whether it's the speed of the game uh you know playing with all these older dudes with families and kids and all that <laughs> stuff like what what has what do you think has been the most challenging difference between those you know college and, and professional i mean i think for me it's like two things like the first one is obviously the game like the speed of the game the awareness of the game i mean it's changed so fast you know now you got much smarter players in every team. You know, every team has two or three killers that can just put the game away. So, I mean, in college, nobody really had that. You know, you, you had that one guy that could, like, put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. But here, like, if you lose the ball, it's a counter, and and it's for sure going in, or <laughs> at least a goalie has to make a good save. But, like, yeah, you got, like, two or three killers on each team that can really change the game, you know? And for me, that's, like, the hardest thing because – I mean, you don't get no second chances. If you're down 1-0, it's really hard to come back. Or 2-0, I feel like the game's over. You have mm -hmm. to have some spark in, in your team that, that literally changes the whole game. But, yeah, I mean, the pace of the game and the awareness, uh, I think that's the hardest thing. But, like, now you're playing against much better players, you know. I mean, there's some players that are really good in this league. I mean, Carlos Vela, I mean, <sighs> that's, like, one of my, my favorite <laughs> players in the league. But... I mean, there's so many good players that, that can literally change the game. And then the second thing that's really hard is, like, I mean, I was at UCLA with my family, and I could just drive home, you know, 45 minutes. But now I don't even know when's the next time I'm going home, you know. So yeah. that, that that in my head is, is always there, and, and I live by myself now. So it's, it gets lonely at times, you know. You got to, you know, it's a grind, and you got to stick with it. Okay. What do you you play ping pong against yourself? Is that a ping pong table? <laughs> yeah. It gets lonely. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're like I don't even want to tell you the times I've lost. You know what I mean? I'm playing yeah. by myself here. Sometimes my left hand is good, and sometimes yeah. my right hand. I, don't know. Yeah. I love, I love you. Even when you just um, mentioned Carlos Vela, the the that sigh you let out, you're like, oh. 
Like, I just yeah. know, like, defending against him, you're like, damn, yeah. I got to go up against this dude right now. <laughs> Did he text you like, I see your left foot, my dude? You know what I mean? From one left foot to another. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I would have uh, been up here if you texted me. <laughs> yeah. We got to try to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, you, you, you did mention uh, your uh, family a little bit and, uh, and, and how much you missed them. I, you, I, I had seen that you, uh, one of the times uh, in one of the FC Cincinnati games, you, uh, as your escort, you had uh, your little brother. Uh, which must have been a really cool thing to to be able to bring your little brother to to, to you and you know playing in a professional setting. Uh, what was that uh, like when that happened? How was that for the family? I mean, it was like a really good moment, you know. Uh, I mean, just having my family there, it's, it's hard, you know, because they they have to fly out and it's hard because they have to work and everything. But yeah. I mean, that time my mom and my little brother came, and I don't know, the idea just. Uh, one of the ladies that works there just brought it up to me. Oh, does your brother want to do that? I was like, Oh, he could do that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. And then, and then he walked out and then he was like nervous. I don't know. He was more nervous than me. <laughs> he like never see more people. He kept on tapping me. I'm like, Hey, mom, it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably yeah. better than if he was like, this is nothing. You know? <laughs> You're like, yeah, you just yeah. you hang out with 30,000 people all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of people there. And I don't think he's seen that many people in, in a yeah. while, you know. And then to to scream my name is, is different because he has the same last name. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's different. With my mom watching in the crowd, too, is like an amazing feeling. Uh, holding my little brother's hand because, I mean, one day I feel like, He's gonna become a pro wherever he wants to play. You know what? What was that like? Just having your mother watch you play professional soccer. I mean, I'm sure she saw you play at college, but you know, we both have Latina moms who, you know, emotions run high no matter what. You know what I mean? But we've yeah. never been to the point where they've watched us do something as grand as that. What was that like for her? I mean, you already know. You know, having a Latina mom is just different. Uh, yeah. They they show the same excitement from you when you were ten playing in the in the final than yeah. playing in a regular game. You know, it's always <laughs> the same excitement. But I feel like now it's different because I mean, this is one of the highest levels. You know, so so it's it's hard. Like now, before they used to scream at me if I did mistakes. No, no, not not anymore. It's just I mean, now it's just all about uh, having having the support from them. You know, I mean. It was the the best moment for me was when I went to play at LAFC. I had all mostly all my family there and all my friends there. That was for me. That was the, one of the best moments for me. That's okay. awesome. If somebody fouls you harder, she like me. Hold away, I'm at that. You know. That's not my mom. That's my grandma. My grandma goes, <laughs> Your grandma's my grandma, an OG. Yeah, Damn. my grandma goes crazy for me. She's a ride or die for real. Wow, it's like Frankie's grandmother is the first grandmother to get a red card at a game. Like, Yo, this is crazy. There's Yo, a, there's an was... older woman in the stands holding a flip flop. You're like, oh, that's a abuela. So she'll be coming in. Throwing flip flops everywhere. <laughs> She's a sharpshooter too. So. Yo, that's my mom, dude. She could hit me around a corner. <laughs> yeah, she, she won't miss. <laughs> how how are you handling uh, being away? I know being away from your family's tough, but being away from like mom's home cooking that Oof. can't be easy. Uh, yeah. Is there any alternative in Cincinnati? I don't even know what what's out there. <sighs> no, it's hard. You know, like. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it's hard, but 
I mean, her cookie's fat, so I gotta stay more on the diet, you know. Okay, okay, uh, okay. There's too many like grease into Mexican food, you know. It's really good, but it's it's sometimes there's pros and cons for it, you know. But sure, now sure. I try to like manage my body and take care of my body more, you know. Like now it's hard because we play every three or four games, and it's really important what you put into your body. So, I mean, sometimes you could have it like once a week, you know, like to to uh, satisfy your hunger, but. I mean, it's hard to to eat fast food and and keep on like putting that into your body now. When if off season you're back at home, what's the first dish you want? Either your grandmother, your mother, anybody in your family to cook. What's that one dish you think about as you're eating your trash salad because you got three <laughs> games a week? <laughs> I'm just eating in pain. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's like a cheese. It's like it's like queso, like uh, it's just like a queso fundido. with salsa. No, it's like queso salsa with salsa. Yeah, it's like it's so good. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> cheese and salsa. It's like so basic, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's the and things gran- you remember, you know. Yeah, my grandma always makes that for me. It's just it's so good. <laughs> That's the first thing, and then obviously going to the taco truck back in Cali. It's just different, you know. It hits different for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, it's. I feel like uh, you're gonna be that first guest to cry over like t- missing tacos. Uh, I cried right over food on this show before, so Frankie, like, go for yeah. it. Like, man, I didn't realize it was gonna get this emotional on this show today. If Fupo told us the show's moving to Cincinnati, I'd be like, "Can I bring pizza places with me?" You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'll bring taco truck, everything. You know, it's, it's hard, but. You gotta take care of your body now. You gotta become a pro, and you gotta sacrifice yeah. things. Yeah. But when I'm in Cali, I do be eating good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You're like Frankie's uh, back at the truck. You know what he wants? One of each. No, man, it, it, I can't. I can't imagine it, it. It is, you know, that jarring change of like just like you know, one being in college and 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 then all of a sudden draft day, and then you, I'm sure the team like you know physios and nutritionists are like yo this is what you got to do you got to cut out this this and this and you're like yo i didn't realize there's gonna be this much homework I, I, i'm trying to bang shots in the upper 90 what's all this about yeah no honestly it's hard you know like uh you gotta make a lot of sacrifices like it's hard to like start and and like eating healthy you know for me it was like it was pretty hard because i didn't know what eating healthy is and and to come right away into eating healthy and and trying to get used to it, like training your mind and your body and your stomach to like try to get used to something is very hard, you know, just to, like before me, I used, to, uh, I used to just sleep late, you know, and coming in, like you can't sleep late anymore, you know, it's hard to to work to work at your best when you're sleeping five or six hours, you know, yeah, and yeah. for me, it was it was hard to adjust to that. And, and now, obviously, I'm doing it way better. But before it was, it was like nothing to me. And then coming into year two, I was like, Oh, I got to fix this, 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 and that to, to be, to try to perform at my best. It's yeah. tough, right? Because they have the, all this uh, expectations, but also they have like data. You know what I mean? This is like why yeah. I avoid the doctor, but you can't. They're on the way into the work. <laughs> it's like they're strapping you to these machines and you're like, oh no, yeah. they're going to know the yeah. truth. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, these body fat tests don't lie, you know? Like <laughs> you can't say you were running if you come back with more body fat, you know? Yeah. Something, yeah, yeah. something is wrong. 
<laughs> I don't think it's me. <laughs> yeah. I cough yeah. and like Doritos come out. They're like, okay, you got me. <laughs> I gotta go. My Cheeto, my Cheeto fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You caught me. You caught me yeah. orange-handed. I'm sorry. The problem with all those white jerseys, bro. You got the hot one. You got the flaming yeah. hot <laughs> all Jeez. over it. Oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, Just yeah. over your shoulder, I see a barber chair. I've heard the Frankie Faye thing. I've seen the segment. You've taken his wild series. But there's one other thing I want to point out first. There's a piano back there. Is this is this one of these COVID things where, like, I said I was going to learn French and I never touched Duolingo? <laughs> or, are you, or are you really nice with it on, on the old keys? No, nah, that's not me. That's my roommate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, piano's a little bit too hard for me. I tried it, but it's, it's too hard. Okay. I can't get into it either. So let's talk about the, the barber chair. You did you always know how to cut hair? Is this what you did in high school to make uh, like a little bit extra cash? Or is this a COVID thing? And now all of a sudden you were great. Yeah, I mean, it was a COVID thing. I've like never cut hair before ever. And I got like some clip two clippers and my girlfriend cut my hair. And then I mean, I already had him. So I was like, might as well start cutting hair. And then I mean, I got into it. I started buying more equipment, and I mean, I'm not like the best barber, you know. I'm barely starting off. I think I have like since COVID started, I had like five or six months, you know. And <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, That's I'm enough not, experience. I, I feel like I've been cutting pretty decent, you know, not the best, not the worst, but. Did for, you give for, did you give uh Jurgen Locadia that hairstyle? What's up with that, bro? Nah, that that's not me, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, there's no don't no, put that on me. I don't no, know. No, he, he's looking like like even, a like a warrior from some sort of movie or something. Yeah. Don't look at me. I feel like people are, are putting that on me. I'm like, yo, I gotta I gotta set the bar clear. That's not me. No he asked for that haircut, I think, on purpose, but okay. I mean you ain't uh-huh. said to him, like, yo, I think I could fix this up a little bit. Yo, that, that's the way he wanted it. But, like, I was like. I'm he just know. needs to fade it in a little. I don't understand. Why is this so, like. Pasuelo does the same thing on, yeah. on, on Toronto. They're just, like, cut straight down. No like, fade, yeah. the fade. I mean, fade some people up. like it. I mean, some people like that. I don't know. That's not me, you know. I don't I know, mean, sometimes, sometimes I just people leave away. it like that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Nah, I mean, that's how I started, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's, I mean, I didn't know how to cut hair well, so I was like, that's how I started, but now I feel like I blend it decent enough, you know? Sometimes it's hard yeah. to, to blend different types of hair, but... Who was the first um, teammate to trust you with their hair? Teammate? I mean, the first teammate was was Harris Madunian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was the first one, but it was the equipment manager before him. But teammate was Harris. I mean, it came out like the Pozuelo haircut. That's how it came out. <laughs> sure. And and right. I cut it in quarantine, and it looked it looked better. And I was like, wow, that was me. Okay, right. <laughs> and then he goes and scores an Olympico. So maybe it's because of the haircut you gave him. Nah, nah, that was uh, that 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 was a week ago or two. I didn't give him a haircut. <laughs> oh. Yeah, maybe do that. Okay. Uh, oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in New York too. And yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In the bubble, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was my magic hand. Oh. <laughs> See? Oh, no. What was that? Was that? Uh, I mean, that was just an insane goal. What? What? What did that do uh, for the team? Look, we know FC Cincinnati. Uh, you know, has some t- tough results from time to time. Obviously, as a new yeah. team trying to figure things out, new coach, uh, everything like that. What? What did that uh, win do for you guys? And and um, and and far, how do you feel about the the sort of the season on a personal level and then on a team level? 
I mean, that win was, those back-to-back wins were really good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it counted towards the league, so it was really good. But, I mean, just having back-to-back wins, we haven't won in a while. So, I was like, man, this feels good, you know? Like, I could get used to this feeling. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, because sometimes last year, I walked off disappointed, you know? Because we would lose by a couple of goals, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's just the facts out there, you know? I've walked out disappointed. I like tried my best and we couldn't get results, you know, and and it was very frustrating for me. And I mean, this year, it's uh, the whole dynamic has changed, you know, I mean, we're tying games and obviously we're losing some games too, but I mean, I feel like as a team, we've, we've improved much. I mean, looking into this season, I mean, I feel like we could have won more games. Uh, we've missed some easy opportunities and like just scoring one goal, it helps your whole team, helps the, the adrenaline helps your your yeah. energy helps everything you know it changes it changes your mindset oh we're up one zero or we could do this we could just we just have to keep it like that sometimes like the team's gonna tie or or beat us you know but having one goal in our advantage is a big it's a big plus for us but i mean we haven't been able to put the ba- the ball in the back of the net but i feel like we've been playing better as a team and and improving much more than last year yeah, well, yeah, it seems like the team is gelling so much more. Um, and it seems you guys also, like, when Medunian scored that Olympic goal, it seemed like everyone rushed over to, like, you guys are all seem like you guys all get along. The spirit of the club and the spirit of the players together, that seems to be in a better place. Is that just, is that the same experience you're having as to what we're seeing? Yeah, I mean, like, now we we can compete with teams. It's just, we just don't finish chances, and that's very hard in this league, you know, once like we get it, like having clean sheets is very good and everything. But at the end of the day, we don't want to tie games, you know. Yeah. We want to win games, and and having one goal is, is is a big advantage for us. And we haven't been able to put the back in the net. But I, I'm curious. I, mean, I just uh, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm curious. I want to make sure we talk about this because the it was a kind of humorous moment. I wonder. I'm thinking. I'm wondering what it was like for the players. But your head coach Yapstam, when he was announced, remember the the, the wrong photo was used <laughs> of him. It was a different guy. But what, what did the players? What did the locker room think about uh, about about that when that happened? I mean, we were just confused because you know. <laughs> Media just has one job, and, to, <laughs> and how do you yeah. mess that up? You know? yeah. like, that's all we were thinking. Like I didn't yeah, even yeah. know. Like I just looked at it on Twitter, like, and I thought it was him because I've like never seen him. You know, like I've, yeah, yeah. I like I've never seen him because I just don't know of him. You know, mm-hmm. and like I looked up on YouTube, and then I was like, hey, yo, this is not the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh. What the hell is happening? And I, I don't know. We were just confused, like, and we were kind of like making fun of them because literally they only had one job. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to roast them the, a little bit. Security yeah, must should have messed with them. Like, I don't think this is you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even let them in. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that was kind of embarrassing for them, but I mean. You know, nobody's perfect, though. So. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Uh, <laughs> you, the, as far as uh, him as a coach, now that you've uh, worked with him uh, for a while, uh, I know, you know, it was it was challenging for him going into, you know, the, the bubble and doing all these things as a first-year head coach. Uh, what have you kind of uh, – what, what have you learned from him, uh, especially given that, like, Dutch, uh, you know, style that he's bringing to the table? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can see as a, as a player, he was an amazing player, you know, and he – he was world class and he played at big clubs. But as a coach, I mean, he's a very good coach too. I mean, he for me, 
I like him because he gives me the freedom to express myself and 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 obviously he's going to try to coach me at times but like he gives me the freedom to play and as a player that's all you ask for sometimes when you're doing something wrong he he's going to tell me you know what you could improve on and and that's what I like about him but the the most important thing is he gives me the freedom to play and and I give him feedback on on what the team like needs to improve on and he he gives me feedback on what he sees from the outside and and for me I think that's a very good relationship between me and me and the coach all that's right. great. Okay. Yeah, it's great way to develop. Now, Frankie, we have our own supporters group. I know you guys have a couple supporters group. We also have our own. They're called Gully Squad. All right. Uh, and they get a chance to ask a couple questions. We got one from Felix Bilal. Um, He wanted to know, what did it feel like to know that the team had that much faith in you to pick you first in the draft? And what were your emotions like at that moment? Which we got to see you right after. It looked like you were in a little <laughs> bit of a shock. But what was that? What was that? How did that feel to, to know that you were – good enough that that a team was like, this is the person we got to spend the first draft pick on. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was an amazing feeling. Uh, it's just, it just felt so good. Cause I mean, it shows like all my hard work has paid off, you know, and I'm barely getting started and to have, to have Cincinnati, uh, pick me and believe in me, it, it shows. And, and that's why I fight for this city. You know, I, I literally bust my, my butt off for this city. And, and that's what I do because they drafted me. They believe me. And I, if they believe in me, I gotta, I gotta do something to show them that that they picked the right person. And I mean, it was one of the most amazing feelings to to get drafted and and have my family there and and see. And to me, it, it meant the world to me. Yeah, and you're also the 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 last first draft pick that where there's gonna be an actual draft in MLS Super Draft. Yeah, you know, you're, you're forever gonna be yeah. that guy. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty sad, you know, for the next guys like being drafted. Because I mean, to be on a stage and and say something, uh, it's really it's really nice, you know, just to express yourself and and go on that stage. It feels it feels very nice, and yeah. to have it virtual now, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, coming up, same. coming up, were you? Because we talk, we talk about, we talk to a lot of players. Some of them were the ones that were getting looked at from the beginning, and they were always getting like you know talked to by college agents or or sports or getting pulled into academies. What was your come up like? Where did you have a lot of opportunities coming up, or was it something that you sort of fought uh, fought your way into something like UCLA? No, I mean I had to work for my stuff, you know. I wasn't the, as you can tell, I'm not the biggest, the strongest, the fastest guy. You know, I had to work and and coming up, I didn't have no opportunities. I mean, I, in high school, I, I played for Patty Doris Academy and, and it wasn't then until my senior year, I started getting calls up to the national team. And then that's when I started, I mean, I committed to UCLA like late into to my junior year and, and that's when I barely started to, to be get to getting looked at, you know, and to have UCLA look at me, it just opened the doors for every other school, you know. But I felt like UCLA was an opportunity for me and the best place to go, and, and I made the most out of it. And after that, I mean, even with the youth youth national team, uh, a lot of players are already selected, and, and they have a bunch of camps there. And for me, that was like my first camp my senior year, so I had to work to try to get into that team and, and get an opportunity with the U20 under tab. And for me, it, it was trying to take another guy's spot, you know, and and having having to do better and I mean I had to work for that and and then I got called up to the U twenty qualifiers and, and I had to work for my for my position there and, and I did good there and I started getting a look at with the with the draft. 
Okay. All That's right. Uh, we had a, we have another question from uh, Eric Ransbottom, who is, I, I believe, an FC Cincinnati uh, supporter. So this yep. dope that we have uh, FC Cincinnati love in Gully Squad. Uh, he he asks uh, first impressions of the soccer culture in Cincy, and then he also asks, how do you see the West End Stadium helping build more of an identity uh, for the club? Yeah, I mean, the first time I played, I mean, I, the first time I just witnessed from the outside was a Portland game. I didn't get called up, so I witnessed from the outset, and I thought, it, for me, it was amazing. You know, it was cold, and and people were still there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this yeah. is uh, crazy, you know, because it was yeah. cold. I was freezing. Yeah, this this isn't Southern California. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I'm saying. Where Frankie's from, they shut everything down if it goes below 65. <laughs> so he's like, this is impressive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I'm like, yo, it's, it's cold out here, you know. And, and for that time, I saw it. But then the first time I played was – it was it was even colder in Philly when we played it <laughs> against Philly. I'm like, yo, why is there people here? I literally couldn't feel my hands or my legs, and people were still there. But the first time I like played uh, when there was like not as cold was uh, was very good. There was like maybe thirty uh, twenty eight thousand, and for me, yeah. it felt amazing. And to to have the new stadium, the West End Stadium, is going to be very nice. It's going to be a very nice stadium. And the people are going to love it. You know, it's, it's going to be world-class stadium that a lot of teams have now, like Minnesota, LAFC. I mean, it's going to be up there. And, and I think it's going to change the culture of, of soccer in Cincinnati. Okay. When you look at when you look at sort of the, the development that you've had, and we've asked this question a couple of times, but um, a lot of times people say they, they think the draft is not necessary anymore. What are your thoughts on that? Because you came through the draft. Would you have had an opportunity if it wasn't for the draft? What are your thoughts? Nah, for me, I think the draft is necessary. You know, there's a lot of players that play in. Well, now I think the whole dynamic is changing with the academy. You know, there's only MLS teams. My my academy wasn't an MLS team, so it's, it's hard. I don't know what to, what to say now. You know, I don't know how kids like me are going to make it. Because for me, it was academy, college, and then get drafted, so. I couldn't sign a homegrown anywhere, you know. I had to join like the LA Galaxy or San Jose Earthquake teams that were in Cali, you know. And it, it's hard, you know. For me, it gave me the opportunity to to show myself and and become who I am, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, the one other question I wanted to ask is, uh, we so we had heard uh, from one of your peoples about the fact that you had the the, the presidential debate. This was the first presidential debate that you had, I guess, really watched or paid attention to. Obviously, you're a young dude. I'm curious because we're always talking to, uh, you know, people our age, just older people about politics. But I'm wondering what was, how did you react to seeing that? Because I know a lot, a lot of people in general, you know, all debates are usually not like that. They're not what, all like yeah. that. <laughs> what was your uh, sort of response to, to, to seeing that go down? Uh, for me, I don't know. It was shocking, you know. Like, it was my first first debate. I'm 18. Now I can vote. Well, now I'm 20. But, like, now when now it's the first time I could vote. So it's going to be a good time, you know. But for me, watching that is – was for me, I was, like, laughing. I thought it was pretty funny, you know. It's like <laughs> – I thought it was, like, two little kids, like, arguing with each other. Like, they were literally just, like – calling out each other you know like a roast session like yeah like, yeah. like, yeah. like i didn't i don't know what to expect like i thought i don't know if it was like that but like i mean i asked some of the guys on the team and they said it's not usually like that and i was like i don't know what, what was going on now you know so, like 
It's, well, it's, we're it's, both it's, professional stand-ups. We've taken part in roasts, and generally, even comedians will wait for the yeah. other person to finish before <laughs> yeah. we tell our roast yeah, joke. There's a little bit more respect in a roast than a, a presidential debate. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was like childish, you know, like. If they wanted to like roast, they should have got like Snoop Dogg and then all these guys like the just like the Justin yeah. Bieber roast, you know. But yeah. like, it, it's just good to see because because these you know these two d- debaters are what sixty years older than you, and yeah, they yeah. Are, and this is how they're behaving, and you're like, hey, you guys need to be a little bit more mature, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, it's like common sense, you know. It's just like <laughs> I'm not gonna interrupt you when you're talking. You're not. I mean, yeah. it was just like sad to see that, you know, but like it was kind of funny at the same time. So I was like, well, Frankie, thank you. Keep bringing you. You are the future of this yes. country. So please keep you know bringing what? that. Frankie, we vote for you, Frankie. How about that? <laughs> okay. You, you are more qualified to be the president of the United States than those two. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, hopefully one day, one person. There you go. Mature. Yeah. First, the mayor of Cincinnati first, and then yeah. you'll get there. Don't Taco worry. trucks yeah. in every corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you again to everyone for joining us today and watching the show. Thank you so much to Frankie Amaya, future presidential candidate, joining us today. Right. Okay. We got a politician on our hands, I think. Uh, uh, Frankie, is there anything you want to let people know about uh before we end the show today yeah just follow me on my instagram underscore frankie amaya and then my barber one two underscore frankie fade <laughs> make sure you get that book your appointment as quick as possible okay <laughs> always, All right. always wear a mask yo yeah, yeah definitely always wear 100%. a mask and, and yeah and jurgen locadia better make an appointment that's yo, all I'm saying. we're gonna make it for him to be completely honest <laughs> with you <laughs> he needs help he needs help uh all right everybody so everybody thank you so much for tuning in make sure you follow at soccer cooligans on all social media platforms uh follow us on twitch as well twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans we've got a lot of fun stuff there uh follow at fubo sports and make sure to subscribe to the fubo sports youtube channel for full episodes of the show all right frankie let us end the show the way we normally do so thank you so much for joining us today so for frankie amaya my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerreros and together what are we the, the cooligans, cooligans!